You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. it is what's up and welcome to another okada shorts short episode that's right it's g wondering night 17 of the g1 climax 32 it came to you live from nagano on sunday august the 14th of 2022 i got to tell you guys i started off with this one uh with a malaise of ordinariness just because, like, I think the layout of the tournament has led to, you know, a few of these these guys already being, you know, mathematically eliminated. And so, as a result, uh, maybe that sort of took away some of the shine. Like, I I didn't think, well, I mean, I, I knew that, like, Tai Chi and Great Khan couldn't get through. I knew it would probably lead to Cobb being mathematically eliminated. Even though he could get through, it, there, was, there was a real slim chance you know, uh, it did hold the fate of the of Finlay and the seven-way tie, which was a little bit interesting. But really, for me, the night was all about the final match. Uh, and if the hopes of my best-case scenario, if my girlfriend, Hiroshi Tanahashi, could come through, win the day, and head on to win the G1, which would be my dream scenario. So... Uh, in this particular night, we started off with Yoshihashi versus David Finlay. Uh, David Finlay is all over Yoshihashi. It's his block to win, and he wants to do it right here, right now. But the perennial underdog that is Yoshihashi was not having it and was fighting really well uh, from underneath. Still an awkward dude coming to the ring. Um, those 30 seconds, whatever it is, you know, one minute uh, of entrance time counts for a lot in a match, and it's Yoshihashi's biggest weakness. I've talked about it before. He was doing a little bit better. He kind of was trying to have a little bit of swagger, uh, but that doesn't really suit him either. And, yeah, he still looks shifty and awkward. So I feel for the guy. I really hope he finds it because he his action in the ring and the cragging behind him, like he, he's on to something. He's just still just a bit weird. Um, this was actually a great match too. Uh, Jonah was on commentary and he was doing a great job, man. I really enjoyed his insight uh, and even some of the funny calls because, you know, he was he was healing it up a little bit, but, you know, in an analytical type of way, he talked about, you know, uh, holding holds for as long as you can. He's like, I never break the rules, but I stretch them to their limit. And at one point he was like, oh, Yoshihashi. He's like, almost making me a fan there. Not really. 
<laughs> and I laugh. So, uh, yeah, great, great job by Jonah. Um, but yeah, Yoshihashi comes out on top. A big win for him in the tournament, uh, and essentially keeping the seven-way tie alive. After that was a match between Tai Chi and Great Okan. Now I really like both guys, but I didn't really like this match. I I thought it was sort of dumb. Like I don't care that Tai Chi's a sumo fan. I understand that you know Okan has an amateur wrestling pedigree, and it's a clash. Of, who cares? It's it's New Japan. You, they're both like really good, and I was like just go each other. I just wanted some fire and stuff, but that this is what I'm talking about with the block system and stuff. Because they were both already finished and it was just a battle for pride, I don't think it really held any kind of stakes. So, yeah. It would have been nice if both guys were, like, a bit alive uh, in the competition when it came to that. Maybe there would have been a little bit more fire in their actual match. So, yeah. Anyway, Okan picks up the win. Uh, moving on. Next up was Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb in order to keep Jeff Cobb in the competition. Again, uh, the only thing that Tom Lawler has on on deck or at stake is is his pride and doing as well as he can. Um, and I thought he sold that quite a bit better. And uh, I, I enjoyed the match. Like I, I thought they were. I know they've they've versed each other in GCW's Bloodsport, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Uh, I didn't see that match. I did like this, though. The emotion coming through from Filthy Tom and the sort of story of, I guess, you know, his his ways in Strong versus his ways in Japan and life goal and at the age he's at and things like that has been coming across well. And I, I think that was like a really big win for Tom over Jeff. Jeff uh, didn't do nearly as well as I thought he'd do in this tournament but I guess he did have his like really big year last year where he was essentially almost undefeated so um so yeah it was what it was as as I was saying in this one I was really had my eyes peeled towards the next week because so much stuff was going to be decided and a few of these you know when both guys aren't live or whatever it I don't know it did I just prefer the normal layout of G1 I think I think I prefer the two blocks night for night and, you know, see where it's going. Anyway, uh, on to the final and final match of the night, and it was Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. And, man, I really liked this. Now, I've really liked Kenta since he's come to New Japan, but I haven't really liked Kenta's matches since he's come to New Japan. That may be sacrilege for some people or whatever, and some people, like my co-host, your good friend Curtis Spears, uh who is a huge Noah fan from back in the day. I wasn't aware of him when he was like, you know, kick your head off, Kenta. Uh, I first became aware of him like in NXT when he debuted and became Hideo Itami and didn't particularly impress me there either. And so though I've seen clips and stuff of what he was, I've never really seen that, you know. And I don't think it was until his hardcore match at Wrestle Kingdom with Tanahashi and that glorious shit show that that was that I really started to like him. I, I had liked his you know promos and I'd liked his look and I'd liked everything about him when he'd come to New Japan, but just the matches always fell a little bit short for me. This one didn't 
fall short at all. I would say this is Kenta's best match in New Japan uh, since I've seen him. And again, just another example of Tanahashi bringing out the best in his opponents. This becomes so hard-hitting, so personal. Some of the, just the stiff slaps that they're giving each other and particularly Kenta's giving Tanahashi in the face and winning that is... This felt, I guess because of their previous history and stuff, felt a lot more personal and real. And even though Kenta didn't really have any stakes, his stakes were ruining Tanahashi's competition. And it's exactly what he went on to do. And, yeah, I just loved it, man. I thought it was really cool. Um, It was one of the more brutal go-to-sleeps I've even seen Kenta do. There's some guys that just don't know how to take it. That even looked killer. It was just dope, man. And though I was sad, I had been keeping hold of the thin, thin dream that Tanahashi could go on to win the G1. I mean, it wasn't really going to happen, but I I thought it would have been awesome, and I'd I'd laid out some pretty awesome arguments as to why it would be a good idea, in my personal opinion, Uh, but it was not to be. So an amazing match, though. If you haven't seen it, please check it out. It was killer. Now, I'm not going to go through the full standings for our Pick'ems contest here because the next night is to come and a lot is decided there, which essentially will reveal who wins the the tips. Um, and then we, Curtis and I are going to do like a big sort of G1 finals episode where we'll get together and we'll talk about the semis and the finals. So I will say from this night... Um, out of the matches, I actually got two of them right. And in the previous episode, I was talking about how it, my picks may have been the FIFA dream of a madman, but it kind of worked out okay. I had picked uh, Yoshihashi to beat Finlay, and I had picked Grado kind of beat Tai Chi. Um, but I had picked Jeff Cobb to win and Tanahashi and win, and that didn't happen. So I picked up two more pickums. Now there's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches to decide the end of the contest. Uh, and Curtis will be running those down for you tomorrow. So make sure you tune into that and catch out everything that he has to say about what is going to be a glorious night of G1 during G1 Climax 32 action to decide the fate of the semi-finalists of the G1 Climax 32. I want to thank you all for listening. This has been really fun. This is my last solo G-Wandering effort. And it's been fun, man. It was easier than when I did every single one on my own. Uh, weird layout of the con- uh, of the uh, competition and the tournament aside. It was still fun to kind of mix it up. And having Curtis to lean on, doing alternate nights made it all a lot more bearable with what is an already busy night. So, uh, well, a busy life. So thank you for listening. I hope you've gotten some enjoyment out of it. I hope you've had fun with this, um, you know, concept that we do. If you want us to do it again next year, please let us know, put it in the comments, DM us, whatever you want to do. Um, And yeah, we'll do our best to come through and do it again for you next year. All right, so until then, if you want to check me out online, follow at Faces Feels Cast to check out my interview series. Uh, if you want to check out Curtis, check out El Destructo 83.
three. And make sure you follow his other podcasts at the Smart Foundation and Throw and Dice Pod. And if you want to really support anybody on the Count Out Podcast Network, head over to at Count Out Pod. Uh, we have a Patreon there that's three different tiers and you can support all the great podcasts on the Count Out Podcast Network. If you want to bang a theme like ours, you can go to at Riff My Pod and Owen can design you a custom theme song, entrance music, whatever you need. That's no worries at all. And also if you want some internet security uh, and be able to jump around the globe and use other countries' streaming services and do all that kind of stuff, you can check out nordvpn.com slash shorts. Okay, that's going to be it from me. So remember, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. This has been a Count Out Podcast.